0: Welcome to the podcast of Green City, a show originally broadcast every Friday morning from 9 to 9.30 on KFMG 99.1 FM. I'm your host, Lene Marty Henson. Each broadcast of Green City features local eco heroes from the Des Moines metro area, people dedicated to nurturing this precious planet we call home in fun and innovative ways. Join us each week as we learn from each other. Shelby Smith is joining us in the studio this morning to talk about her business, Jiminy Crickets. Jim and Crickets. You can say it better than I can, Shelby. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Crickets, you're right. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a fun discussion. So we're looking forward to this. And thanks for coming in this morning, Shelby. No
1: problem. Thank you for having me.
0: So let's start with you telling us about your background, where you were born and raised, and you've had an interesting journey up to this point. So tell us
1: about that. Yeah, I've had quite the adventures. So I was born and raised just northeast of Ames um, on a on a farm with my parents where I grew up and uh, moved back in and still live there now. Um, so I went and played basketball in college at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia and I majored in finance, graduated from there in 2013 and then um, joined a program called Sport Changes Life, which is it's a community outreach program where you play professional basketball, you coach in, in um, underprivileged areas, and you get your master's degree at an Irish university. Hmm. So I was lucky enough to be able to go over there and get my master's degree at Trinity College in Dublin. So I graduated with a um, master's in science and finance in, when was that? Oh my gosh, the years all just kind of run together. Um, <laughs> November of 2014, I believe, is when I graduated. Um, decided that I really liked Ireland and wanted to stick around and play for another year because I really enjoyed my teammates and I enjoyed to keep playing basketball so I went looking for a job that was just supposed to kind of tide me over and um, walked into an internship at the National Bank of Canada and ended up trading equity derivatives for them for three and a half years um, in, in Ireland, in Ireland. Yes. Okay. So in Dublin. So I stayed in Dublin, um, stuck around. It was only supposed to be a one year program. And then I was going to come back and possibly go to law school and get my MBA at the same time. Wasn't really sure what I was going to do, but, you know, decided I'll stick around here for a little while longer. I'm enjoying basketball. And then landed in a job that was just kind of a whirlwind of a learning experience and mm-hmm. all those sort of things. And, you know, it was sort of in some people's eyes, the pinnacle of, a, of, of, finance for as far as jobs go. I think for every trading position, there's something like 10,000 applications for that job. Really? So yeah, it's quite competitive and quite intense. And here it just kind of fell in my lap. So, wow. um, like I said, did that for about three and a half years, but really didn't enjoy it. You know, it was not fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like I was building anything or really helping anyone, which ultimately that's, that's the goal I think for everyone, or at least it should be in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, So I was really unsatisfied so my parents you know my dad has farmed for 30 plus years just outside of ames and he'd kind of planted the seed if you will about a (laughs) year before and said you know you could i could teach you how to farm you could come back and do this and i was you know dragging my feet like haha very funny um and then finally he said no you don't do it and so quit My job in September and moved back to Iowa October 1st just in time for harvest, and that's what I did.
0: <laughs> and so, you started out helping him with traditional farming, th- yes, exactly. Which is what he, he did,
1: yep, 100% corn last year, and we're 100% soybeans this year. But you know, all winter long, he um encouraged me, you know, you don't want to fight these corn and soybean markets and mm. and all of this, um, for. 30 years like I have so if you find a niche or you think you have a niche that you want to go for you know we're happy to help you out and get you started and so on the 1st of January I was reading an article about crickets and I sent it to both of my parents and I said well what do you think and they said interesting Um, (laughs) I think you should do some more research and then by the 10th of January I had 10,000 crickets
0: really yes and so (laughs) where do your crickets your original crickets come from
1: So my original crickets came from a farm down in Louisiana called Armstrong Crickets. Um, They're pretty much the masters of the live market. So anyone who has a a reptile that needs crickets or zoos or live bait shops, those guys are usually the suppliers that you would go to.
0: Okay. And did you have any local mentors for this? Or did you do it all online and talking to others remotely
1: so I'm not the only cricket farmer in the U.S. believe it or not Um, but there are very few of us so I actually there is another woman out in Keystone Iowa who's been in business since 2015 Um, I had a couple messages back and forth with her Um, another guy out in Montana um, he was a very good supplier of information for me he had a whole YouTube series on how to you know farm crickets so a lot of this has been a learning experience of learning as I go yeah
0: yeah And where did the name come from?
1: Funny enough, I was laying in bed just about asleep and, you know, I'd been brainstorming names all day and I, you know, I wanted to get something that was kind of fitness related because that's a big part of my life and what I do. And, um, I was going, man, if I could get something with like Jiminy Crickets. And then for whatever reason, Eat just kind of, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I wrote it down before I went to sleep. And then I got up the next morning and I said it to my mom and she goes, mm, I think you can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I always give her crap about that. I said, you're about the only person who didn't like that name the first time.
0: <laughs> and just so you know the spelling, it's G-Y-M as in Jim, dash N dash Eat crickets so it's very clever I think it, I think it's awesome yeah thank you so so when you first got your crickets were they in egg form were they actual crickets how does this work
1: yeah so they were actual crickets um I believe you can probably buy cricket eggs though I didn't really look and see um but they were about two weeks old so they were quarter of an inch ish so that's teeny tiny they were yeah. pretty small um so that probably took them, I would say, five weeks till they started chirping and started laying eggs.
0: Oh my gosh. Do you just feel like the mother of, of crickets? <laughs>
1: yes, that is actually what my mom calls me affectionately, like the mother of dragons. I am oh, yes. the mother of crickets. <laughs>
0: yeah. So they greet you every morning with their little chirping and...
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then eventually I put them in the freezer and and kill them so I'm the one my mom calls it infanticide but yeah whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so so um, explain a little bit the gym side of things and why this is so appealing to endurance athletes as you say
1: yeah so I do all sorts of crazy um, gym activities I'm involved with a company called Complete Human Performance so they're actually um, a guy called Alex Viata is my coach and what he does is is he wrote a book called The Hybrid Athlete. So we do ultra-endurance events at the same time that we do strength events, which um, many traditional coaches will tell you that that's not possible to do both at the same time. I would beg to differ. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to do the ultra-endurance things. My latest race was down in um, New Mexico end of March. It was called the Bataan Memorial Death March in honor of the Bataan Death March back. Um, And uh, it's a marathon with a 35 pound pack around yes around the white sands missile range so stuff like that um, takes a special kind of crazy person i think i would say (laughs) and um but those crazy people are also your early adopters so those are the people who are going to be willing to try a different source of protein like crickets which are 60 percent by dry weight which is you know the double double the protein of beef double the protein of of chicken, you know, much more sustainable than your traditional protein sources. So while I'm not necessarily going to get everyone in the world to eat bugs, I thought other people who think like me would probably be a pretty good, good in.
0: Right, right. For those of you just joining us, this is Lene, your host for Green City, and we have with us this morning, Shelby Smith. She is the originator and business owner of Jim and Eat Crickets. Um, and we're talking all about crickets this morning, so it's pretty fun. All right, so tell us how your operation works. Give us kind of, you gave us a little background in how you were setting it up, but, but walk us through a day in the life of Shelby and her crickets.
1: <laughs> a day in the life of Shelby and her crickets. Well, I, um, so I would like to say that crickets are pretty simple to raise. Now, don't get simple confused, confused with easy. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people... A lot of people will get those two mixed up conceptually it's very simple you know they're they're an easy bug to take care of they're an easy bug to rear um they lay their eggs generally speaking where you want them to lay their eggs so that you can you know take them out and separate them and grow them again um so mainly it's a matter of feeding them watering them and keeping their house somewhat clean Mm -hmm. they really enjoy egg cartons so I keep them in in these big plastic bins with egg cartons and um, at the moment I'm feeding them chicken feed although you could feed them all sorts of different things you could feed them um, any kind of vegetable any kind of possibly like food waste so you know if a family wanted to use their vegetable scraps to feed their crickets that would be a great way to do it mm. um but for me in with as big as my production is um it's just much more efficient and easier for me to keep track of the mold and everything for mm-hmm. me to do it with chicken feed which is a dry substrate
0: okay and do they have to be in a certain temperature range yes, environment yes,
1: that is very important um optimal temperature for them to to have it to make it a smaller growth cycle to make them grow faster, essentially, um, is about 80 to 90 degrees and about 40% humidity will keep you from having mold issues. Hmm. Um, To hatch the eggs, the eggs like to be a little bit warmer. So they like to be more like 90 degrees and maybe a little higher humidity. So about 50% because you have to really make sure that the eggs don't dry out. Otherwise they won't hatch.
0: Huh. And do you have different rooms then with the different temperatures and humidity for the crickets versus the eggs and
1: well ideally yes um as I expand which is is the goal you know um, moving down the road is possibly put up a building or use shipping containers or something like that to um expand my production area yes right now no so I'm all I've taken over my dad's break room in his shop and turned it into (laughs) a cricket haven
0: and when they are a certain size or age or whatever then you mentioned then that's when you harvest them yes and and then they go in the freezer is Crash. That right?
1: so that's how that is how i harvest them that's how i kill them is so naturally crickets die every year in iowa because of the winter you okay. know every bug every okay. bug does that that's how how bugs die most people don't really think about that right but that's what kills them ultimately is the freeze so um that's the same way that kill the crickets so there's no gassing involved you know i get a lot of customers who are like well how do you kill them are you gassing yeah. them and i'm like well would you want to eat something that i just gassed i don't yeah. think so yeah so nope just put them in the freezer and they um they go into hibernation first and then eventually they just shut down completely so
0: and i assume this isn't in the Household freezer in. The no.
1: Yeah, you have a separate I have, freezer. I have a separate freezer out, out by the shop. Although, that being said, my mom has gotten pretty okay with bugs all over her kitchen at this point.
0: <laughs> and I, I think I read in the article um, in the register that you made some comment that the the crickets that escape, which once in a while they do, you're going to charge more for because they're free range. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. They're free range. You have to use a, a finder's fee, if you will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, You are selling at the Ames Farmer Farmer's Market, Mm -hmm. and you just started that. I don't know when that started. Was that the beginning of May?
1: That was the beginning of May. So we are four weekends in now, um, and the past two weekends I've sold out. So I am now sold out, except for I do have a bit of ground up crickets left. So I will still have my protein bites available for the next couple of weeks. But until I can get my Current um, flock of babies big enough to harvest. It's gonna be, it's a. They're all. I will be at the farmers market, but I will not have as much to offer. That being said, I will still have the um, the t-shirts and the cricket frass. So that's one thing that. Um, I believe they mentioned it in the in the article, but cricket frass is a natural pesticide, natural fertilizer. So you can put it on your garden or your flowers or whatever, and it'll keep the bugs off. Hmm. And it's a great fertilizer as well. So um, without any chemicals, you're able to keep the bugs away and keep your plants happy. So I so will have that available.
0: That's great. And so normally you offer that, you yep. offer the Protein powder, the ground the up.
1: protein bites. So I make these bites. protein bites of, of all different flavors. Um, I usually offer four per weekend, but I can do them in, in many different flavors. But they're all natural foods so, or all whole foods. So it's cashews, almonds, dates, whatever I use to flavor mm. it, a little bit of egg white powder, and then cricket powder. Um, and then they're mixed into a little, just a little bite, which I've had people tell me tastes more like a dessert bite than something that's super healthy for you. So I offer those and then I offer, um, the whole roasted crickets. So I flavor those up and then whole roast them. So they're dry roasted. It's, I would say the texture is like a big sunflower seed, cross between a big sunflower seed and really light popcorn. Um. Huh. So, and yeah. are the legs
0: and everything intact?
1: Yep, the legs and everything are intact. And it's quite funny to watch people sample those because, you know, everybody is really hesitant and then they try it and they go, oh, wow, those are really good. Like, that's that's not bad at all. You yeah. know, once I get get over the fact that I'm eating a bug, like, I really enjoy it. So, yeah, so unfortunately, I sold completely out of those. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it. Um, sold completely out of those the last two weekends. So I am wiped of those for now.
0: And how do you package those for sale? So
1: those are, it's just a little, it, I package them. It's about 100 crickets per bag that I sell them. Okay. Okay. Yep.
0: So and then with those people make like the bites or they do their own thing. with. Well, with
1: those ones, with the whole ones that are they're flavored, you could technically I've had some people say, well, I'm going to grind it into a powder so that I can put it on top of salads and that kind of thing, because I can't eat the whole bug, but they're already flavored. Um, But eventually, as I ramp up production, I will be selling the 100 percent powder, but I'm also developing a a baking powder because you are a baking flour. Because you can bake with cricket flour, cricket powder, um, okay. to add protein and calcium and iron and all of the good stuff that crickets, you know, pack as a nutritional punch. Um, but so I'm going to develop that so that you can substitute that in one-to-one in any of your baking recipes.
0: Okay. Very good. So talk a little bit um, about the environmental pluses mm-hmm. of this type of farming.
1: Yes. So... You know your traditional protein sources your your beef your pork your um chicken turkey poultry all of them kind of all go into the same one crickets from a Protein um, production standpoint, use a fraction of the water, fraction of the feed, obviously fraction of the arable land. You don't need a whole lot of space t- to to raise crickets. I think it's two square centimeters per cricket mm. is what you need for surface area. So mm. if you start looking at an egg carton, there's an awful lot of surface area in one egg carton. Um, you stack a whole bunch of those in a bin, and you can fit a lot of crickets in a little tiny space and keep them happy and keep them from eating each other. Yeah. Um, So I believe the statistic as well is if a family of four once a week for an entire year replaced one of their meals, just one, with cricket or insect protein. um, There's lots of different insects that you can get the protein from. um, They would save, I want to say it's 615,000 liters of water per year. Hmm sheerly from a production standpoint. So wow. where it takes a thousand, um, liters of water to produce one pound of protein from a cow, it'll take one, or when it takes a thousand gallons, it'll take one gallon to, for, to produce that much cricket protein. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the UN has talked about it, that this is, uh um, a potential solution for the future for all over the world and in communities where it's hard to get protein. Yeah, and
1: absolutely. You know, there's there's lots of places where, and you know, as Americans and or Westerners in general, you know, Western Europeans also take it for granted. We take for granted how how easy the access to protein is, and you know how. We don't really realize or we take for granted how important that is to our daily diet. And there are places all over the world where, you know, protein is absolute gold because you just can't get your hands on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, bugs are absolutely or insects in general um, are one of the solutions to that. The other thing is, is I believe it's by 2050, um, the U, the FAO, the UN is predicting that um, the world population will be nine and a half billion. And in order to sustain mm-hmm. that from a protein standpoint, um, sustain that kind of population, the agricultural production is going to need to double right. as it currently stands. So, um, you know, crickets and, and other insects are a possible solution for that in terms of food security in, in taking a little bit of the bite out of that.
0: Right, right. And I love just the, um, the minimal water usage alone. Yeah. I mean, that, yes. that's phenomenal. It's massive. Yeah. Massive. So let's give your Facebook, you you have Facebook and Instagram, do. you mentioned. For,
1: yes, for now I have Facebook and Instagram. Um, and Facebook is just facebook.com slash slash Jim and Eat Crickets, all one word. So G-Y-M-N-E-A-T, Crickets. Um, and then Instagram is just at Jim and Eat Crickets. So it's it's G-Y-M underscore N underscore Eat Underscore crickets. Okay. Yes. All right. Very
0: good. So do you ever see yourself going back to Ireland to to grow crickets or... No. Well,
1: I don't know if I'll go back to Ireland to grow crickets, but I think I'll, maybe I'll go back to sell them. There you <laughs> um, go. <laughs> yeah, no, Ireland was great. You know, I had a, a wonderful time over there. I will say that it is nice to have all four seasons again, mm-hmm. um, rather than having a light season and a dark season, which is what I would say Ireland has. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they got some snow this year, so which was strange. Um, but yeah, eventually I'll go back, you know, if if nothing else, just to visit.
0: Yeah. And do you foresee, um, you're kind of starting a trend here, I mean, and do you foresee this becoming more and more popular in Iowa and all over the states?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's a growing trend that, um, you know, it, it hit the Today Show this morning, very mainstream. Um, there was a, a couple there that was sharing recipes with superfoods and one of the superfoods they had was cricket powder, which they Hmm. mixed into their hummus recipe to just give it a little extra protein. So, you know, I think insect protein, um, you know, it's been on the rise for the last couple years, but it's really, it's really starting to gain momentum. And I believe by 2023, so last year it was about a $33 million market. Um, By 2023, they're predicting it to be over a billion. Wow. So there's a lot of growth potential in the next couple of years.
0: Right. And so if our listeners want to reach out to you they mm-hmm. can show up at the Ames farmers market yes or contact you via Facebook contact or Instagram.
1: me via Facebook or Instagram or you can also contact me via email and that's just Jiminy Crickets all one word at gmail.com
0: all right very good so do you um, do you see any challenges as you're trying to grow this? I mean, it's obviously exploding already. Um, Is that your biggest challenge is just trying to keep up with it?
1: Yeah. In all honesty, um, trying to keep up with demand has been the hardest thing. Trying to get my babies to grow fast enough without me killing them. um, You know, that's been one of the unfortunate issues is I've, as I've gone along, I'm learning things Mm -hmm. and sometimes the hard way and I probably killed 50,000 of my babies accidentally because I let them suffocate, which, you know, it's stuff like that where I... That's with anything that you're doing Mm -hmm. brand new. And the other thing about this industry and this market is there's no industry standard. There's no market standard. Mm because Nobody knows what they're doing, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool, though, because then I have that creative freedom to figure it out. And I don't have anyone telling me that I'm doing it wrong because they don't know. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's kind of fun. It's kind of it's a a very unique and interesting position Mm -hmm. to be in. But I'm really, really enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Very good. So any final words of wisdom for our listeners today?
1: Um, I would say let go of your preconceived notions about insects. Um, you know, 80% of the world eats insects by choice on a, on a daily basis. Hmm. It's really just us Westerners, us and, and the Brits and, um, some of Western Europe are the only ones that really have this big hang up. Um, and the Canadians too. I can't forget them, but, um you know, our, our neighbors to the South and, and the South Americans, they're already on board. So I would just say, just drop your preconceived notions and and don't knock it till you try it. Very good. Very good.
0: Well, thanks so much, Shelby, for coming in today.
1: Thanks again for having me.
0: As Henry David Throw said, nature will bear the closest inspection. She invites us to lay our eye level with her smallest leaf and take an insect view of its plane. And as Jane Goodall has said, you cannot get through a single day without having an impact on the world around you. What you do makes a difference, and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. Thank you, Shelby, for your innovative farming of crickets, providing an environmentally sound and high-protein food option, for athletes and everyday consumers. We are truly grateful. That's all for this edition of Green Cities Podcast. I'm your host, Lene Marty Henson, and we hope you tune in every Friday morning at 9 on KFMG 98.9 FM or stream the show on kfmg.org. Until then, Pura Vita, my friends. Life is good. Let's keep it that way by learning from each other how best to nurture this precious planet we call home.